When my wife and I bought our home a few years ago, there were certain things that were really important to us. Things that were non-negotiables. Some of those things were good schools, manageable commutes to work. Obviously, those are important. There were other things that we considered too. Some were more serious, like being close to emergency services. There were some things that we'd say with a chuckle and a wink, kind of joking, but honestly, I was serious about. A big one was being close to different restaurants, good restaurants. I said for a long time, only half joking, that it's important to be within driving distance of three different kinds of restaurants: a good Mexican restaurant, a good Chinese restaurant. And a great pizza place, and that last one is especially important to me. Pizza was my favorite food for a long time, most of my childhood, and honestly into my early adulthood. Even as I've gotten older and broadened my culinary horizons, I still love pizza, and I know that's not unique to me. I love all different styles, all different toppings. I love it. And when I was looking for a good pizza place near our new home, I wasn't thinking about a chain. I wanted a pizzeria. I wanted one that was owned by a member of my community, someone who didn't just love the money, but also loved pizza. I wanted a place where care, time, and effort were put into every step of the process, every piece of the pizza, the crust, the sauce, the cheese, the toppings. You know, look. Everyone has had pizza. Everyone's had good pizza, bad pizza. But when you have great pizza, I think you understand what I'm saying. Great pizza can make a bad day pretty good. Great pizza makes Friday night into pizza night. The most succinct way I can say it is that great pizza is just perfect. And great pizza is made by great people. People who have dedicated themselves to perfecting their recipe, people who care about those steps and about the individual components, people like Anthony and Carrie Lapoma, who founded Lapoma's Pizzeria. You'll hear me talk today to Carrie, and I have to say that speaking with her was just a joy and an honor. She has an incredible amount of love, strength, and resiliency. And I hope you enjoyed listening to this conversation as much as I had having it. I do want to give a trigger warning up top, as always. The show does talk about death, so please be mindful as you listen. Hello, and welcome to our last mail. I'm your host Andrew, and my guest this week is owner of La Palma's Pizzeria in Atlanta, in Columbus, Georgia, Carrie La Palma. Carrie, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, Andrew, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I am.、Um, I'm excited to have you on. I am、uh, full transparency. This is our second go at this due to technical difficulties. So,、mm -hmm. I have fingers crossed that this、uh, this time works out better. It will work. It it will be fine. <laughs> I see. That's the optimism I need. That's the optimism I need. Yeah. Um. You know, I I said this in the first one.、Uh, I'll say it again. I I have been looking forward to this conversation.、Um, we we had a, a a mutual friend, I guess, that introduced us, and you know, just talked about you know your story and just how inspiring it was, and also just how amazing of a person you are. So I have been just very excited to talk with you, and I just appreciate you being here. That's really awesome. Thank you so much.、Um... Yeah, yeah. My my our our friend. He's um,、uh, he's very kind. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I I would certainly say so. A、uh, very good guy. Um, but yeah, he told me about you. He told me uh, you know the、uh, the restaurants, and we were talking about that a little bit before. Um, I I I think, for me, I think one of the cool things about owning a restaurant is that you know you you have this this power over the menu and getting to be creative in what you provide. And I just I think that's really cool. And could you tell me a little bit about, you know, what it's like the I guess that piece of it getting to, you know, just experiment and do what you want from a, a menu standpoint. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my husband's very traditional, um, being Italian, Sicilian specifically. He did not want a lot of craziness on the menu whatsoever. Of course, I approved it, but I, I also know what he wanted as well. So he wanted just straightforward, um, very good, simple, simple pizzas so that everybody could just taste really the goodness of the dough, sauce, and cheese. That's really what he cares about, you know, of course, quality ingredients, but, um, the menu for us, I mean, I had to fight with him to get feta on the menu because he says, I'm Italian, feta's Greek, you know, <laughs> like I can't, I can't have feta on my menu. And I said, come on, babe, it, it is the 2000s. It is okay for you to have feta on the menu. Now he doesn't, he does not dislike any Greek person whatsoever. It was just hilarious. He's like, no, we're sticking Italian. And I but it, it's just funny. So our menu is very, very traditional, um, good, high quality, uh, not a lot of experimentation just because he wanted it to be basic. Yep. Fair. Uh, you know, but I think you get to the point of what's important there and that is, uh, doing it well. I, I'm a, I do love, you know, I like the idea of having the power to have the creativity over a menu, but there is something to be said for just good, simple food, but just done really well. I, I am a big fan of that. Uh, I will also say though, thank you for fighting for feta. I, I love feta cheese on a pizza. That's <laughs> uh, fantastic. Absolutely. I said, we got to have some feta. We got to have it on there. But yeah, quality, quality is what we stand for. You know, we've, we have spared no expense when it comes to quality. It's all real ingredients. Um, so that's what we've, we've staked our name on. So I, I definitely give him props for just really holding that up and maintaining you know, the quality over the years and, and not letting other people say, Oh, well, you should have this and you should have that or do this, do that. You know, you can take people's opinions by all means, you know, what your customers are desiring and wanting, but still keeping that core yeah. value there. Well, it's, it's an integrity thing, right? You know, yes. it's because it's the integrity behind doing it properly. And like you said, with good ingredients, you know, fresh ingredients, I think that's important. But the integrity of okay, having a vision and sticking to that, mm -hmm. I think I, I like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's really how we started. And that's really what has kept me going, um, even after his passing, is just our vision. Um, if we had not had that together, you know, I mean a restaurant is it's it's hard. You know, I'm not I'm not kidding whatsoever. It's probably one of the hardest industries to be in. Um and yeah. so to have to have three um, alone after my husband's passing, you know, I mean, it's hard not to just throw in the towel on the really hard days. So not only are you you working, you know, now as a sole provider for your your family, um, now you are maintaining restaurants on your own, and I'm responsible for these people that that work with us, you know, they have families to provide too. Yeah. And so I take that, that very seriously. Um, and so our vision to grow and the fact that we've done it together is really what has allowed me to stick with it and to grow even after his passing. So I would say if, if you have no vision, you perish. Yeah. I, God, that's, I, I, I love the point that you just made. I mean, and it doesn't mean a vision can't change or can't evolve, but I mean, yeah. having a vision, having a purpose, I mean, is so important. Right. Yeah, I absolutely. Know. I mean, things have had to change, you know, since he's, he's passed, you know, I have to do things a little differently just because it is, it's me now. It's not me and him, but I still know what our mission was. I still know what our goals, the goals and our desires haven't changed, just how to go about it has and I know he would support whatever I was wanting to do because it was us yeah. doing it together. So that's beautiful. I um, I I 
we haven't even got into the story. I'm going to say that is inspiring nope. just that, you know, that you're, you're keeping that vision <laughs> and that love alive. I mean, and, yeah. and I just, I hear in your voice too, the way you talk about the people that, you know, your employees and, you know, just making sure that you're doing right by them too. I, I have a ton of respect for that. Um, I'm also, it, it doesn't hurt. I am a, I'm a, I'm a big believer in the local pizza chain any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I might be biased, but I, I love your, I love that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the little mom and pops that, that keep everything going, not just in pizza in general, but small business, you know, overall. Um, yep. but absolutely. I, I can't do it by myself. I mean, we've been in business now, August 1st, eight years, um, two years almost since my husband passed. And there is, there's no way that we could have been doing it this long without really great people. And I know since he's passed, we've had some just really excellent people stick by us and help us along the way. Um, So I know it's not just me. You know, we have just I just can't speak highly enough of our, our people that we have alongside us. Yeah. Community is important. Community is incredibly yes. important. Absolutely. Carrie, thank you for, uh, for that's a, that's a great way to start. Um, you know, you, you alluded to, you know, who we're going to speak about this, uh, this evening and, you know, so I always inv- invite guests on to talk about a loved one that they've lost. And so um, would you mind telling me, you know, about your husband? Yeah, absolutely. He was just a absolutely wonderful man, wonderful husband, wonderful father. Uh, we were married for 17 years, very happily. Um, of course, of course, we had our arguments, uh, yeah. just, just like any other couple, but <laughs> but we were very happy together. Um, he he was a man. Uh, he was a very driven man. He he wanted things to be done right, and he always gave his best, um, no matter what he was doing. Um, we actually met at his kung fu school, of all things, uh, <laughs> way back in the day. I had gotten a raise at work and said I'm going to teach martial arts, and um, he ended up being my teacher, and the rest of his. <laughs> so. That's, that's kind of how we got started there. Uh, he had two children from a previous marriage, and then we had three together. So we had five, four boys and a little girl. Um, yeah. His world as well. Um, he loved, absolutely loved his children. Um, he loved to teach them lessons and the value of hard work and he just gave his best to everyone around him. You know, so many people loved him and cared for him. And he was a wonderful son and brother, father and husband. I just can't speak enough about him as far as just, just how good of a person he was. Um, And so pizza was his passion. Uh, Pizza, Coke, and Reese's peanut butter cups <laughs> are the, uh, I, the three things that were musts. I, um, I'll, I'll be honest. I Coke I'm okay with, but the, the pizza and the Reese's peanut butter cups, I fully appreciate that. Those are two of my <laughs> favorite things too. Absolutely. That's, that was his, uh, dietary supplements there. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we always joke joke about the the coke and the reese's so we still have his coke and reese's set out that's what we um we eat and drink on the holidays just to say hey babe hey dad we see you we hear you you know and um so that was that was just his signature food reese's and coke and pizza always that is that's really that's so sweet um you know, and you know, it's 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 interesting to me that you say that because one of the reasons that I started this was for me. There's foods I associate with people, and there are foods that you know, not even somebody that I've I've lost, but if there's just somebody that I haven't seen in a while, and I might eat something that I know they like, it it just immediately makes me think of them. And it sounds like you know, you and your children have, you know, to to a 
have taken that and it's you're you've you've implemented that i guess into your i guess ways of just remembering and honoring him yes absolutely um it's even in the fridge you know we still have his glass bottle coke in the fridge and just it's our easy way of just being able to say you know what dad is here with us um we see you we'll never forget you and we just love to have you around us. So it just, it's our way of being able to incorporate him daily. You know, it's never, we never have to be away from him, even, even though physically we are. Yeah. I, I think it's beautiful that, you know, you've all, let me ask you this. Was it, a, was it somebody's idea or suggestion or was it just kind of a natural thing that you all did? It was natural. He didn't even eat birthday cake for his birthday. We just did Reese's and Coke. So that was, it's been that way this whole time. So we just kept it that way. So no matter what the holiday is or, you know, it's just Reese's and Coke. <laughs> so it, it wasn't, even, it wasn't even a change then. It was just, it was a continuation. It was a continuation. That's exactly right. Yes. That's... He would, he would have it no other way. <laughs> See that again, this is, it's that's beautiful just i mean because it, it really is you know they they may not be in the same physical plane but i mean just it's a natural way of just keeping that memory alive and just and keeping them there with you i i, I love that and I, I i can't say that enough i just i love that you you found a way that you all just it just makes sense and i just i love that yes it does it it's nice because we know he's never far from us that that's 100%. But just having those little things there, even though they're small and they might not mean anything to anybody else, we know what they meant to him. And yeah. therefore, that's what it means to us. You know, it just allows us to see him, basically. It becomes um, just, I'm not really sure what the word is, but it just becomes that memory spark or you just relate those items, like you said, that food to that person, and then you're just continuously there with them. They're just in your mind whenever you see it. Yeah. Now, um, I, let me ask too. I mean, I, I know grieving is is it's difficult, I think, for anyone. And you know, in different episodes, we I've talked on this with people, whether it's regardless of the kind of grief, regardless of how much preparation you have, but, you know, in, in, in your instance, I mean, you, at the same time, you're grieving a husband, you're, you know, you're helping your children, you've got a business, you know, how did you do that? How did you, how are you able to maintain and to, to balance all these things? I'm going to tell you, it's hard. I mean, it is, it is the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my whole entire life. Um, his death was very unexpected to us. Um, he, he got off a treadmill at the YMCA literally and had a heart attack. He was just one of those people, um, that you hear about. Um, they were able to bring him back. Thank goodness. And, um, and then we got him to the hospital and he was literally in the ICU for 22 days where he actually contracted COVID in the hospital. Um, so that's what he passed from. So it wasn't just sudden here one second and not the next, but it was still a very sudden thing because it was very unexpected for us. And so coping with that has been extraordinarily difficult, but I will say this, if I can sum it down to just one word is love. Um, yeah. he loved me. I mean, we just loved each other so incredibly much that the love is what's carried us through. His children knows that he loved them. And I know that is what has helped carry them through. We, I mean, I'm not saying that there hasn't been dark times. There has been so many dark times and there still are. Um, even two years later, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't disappear. You just, learn how to use the grief to propel you to be better. Uh, Cause that's what I do every day. It's a fight. I I'm very intentional when I get up in the morning and I say, 
I am going to be happy today. I am going to be there for my children. I am going to be there for my, my business and my staff, and I'm going to be there for myself and for my husband, for his memory and for what we built together. Um, because we didn't work hard for nothing to just give it up. And I know that my children are learning lessons. I know that my staff is learning lessons and it just lets you see how, what matters to you, priorities change, or you set your priorities based off of what is truly important, what you really value, I think is what grief brings out um, of you. And being able to still be there for your children during all this, that I think is the hardest part because you know, they're grieving too. Um, but in the end, my children, they want to see the business succeed too. So not only do we grieve together, but we've built the business together and it's brought us even closer. And even yeah. through that, I know that my husband would be happy. So again, it just comes back to love and just knowing that I won't give up. I would, I would not give up on him ever. And therefore I would never give up on our dream or our family. That's, that's amazing. I mean, just your whole perspective. I mean, and it's, you know, I, I really, I tell you what I find the most impressive about that is that you've, you've kind of come to that conclusion or you, you've got that realization again, not just while you've been grieving just for yourself, but just having to balance so much to be able to have that mindset and to, and that, that rationale and that just, I mean, you said it, it's love is at the center of everything. And I, I, I would tell, I don't care how woo that might sound to some people. I really don't. I, I think that love is the most important thing. I mean, that's, that's, that should be the foundation. So for you to, to, to have that and it's so deeply instilled in your, your children and even your employees, that's just, it's, it's wonderful. And apparently, I mean, they, the fact that they see too, that the businesses, I mean, that tangible, I guess, connection or representation of them too, you know, can you talk about that a little bit more too? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so the business, I mean, that is, that's 100% it's not only is it just him, but it was, it was me. We did it together. It wasn't just, Hey, you know, Anthony Lapoma wants to open a pizzeria. You know, it was no, it was an Anthony and Carrie. Um, so we worked in it day in and day out together. Um, I mean, he still had a full-time job. He worked at a power company. He worked for Georgia power actually. And, um, and so, I mean, he had a full-time job and then I did pizza full-time. And then when he was at Georgia power, he was pizza. And so we definitely did it together, which made doing it by myself now, not so bad because I know it's, it's not only what he wants or wanted, but it's also what I want. You know, I feel like you can only go so far with what someone else wanted, but if you don't want it for yourself either, then you're just not going to give as much to it. Um, but just knowing that he's there, um, I can just see him. I can walk into pizza and see him. You know, I know what he would be doing. I know what he would be saying. I can <laughs> see him stretching a pizza. Um, so it's just, it's really nice to just be able to walk in and, just know that he would, he would have been there or I still have yeah. customers coming up and talking about Anthony Lapoma. And that just, it thrills my heart because he just customers loved him. People loved him. So just knowing that I get to walk into my store every day and have him with me, literally, I mean, he put that sink in, you know, he helped yeah. build that out. He, moved that mixer there. It just is super nice. Um, and it's very comforting, I guess. That's, that's really what it is. It's a comfort that allows me to be able to have peace, to be able to do what I have to do. I don't feel like I'm having to leave him behind in any sort of way. 
you know, I think some people, the reminders make it hard to, to grieve and to, I won't say move on. Cause I don't think, I don't think move on is the right way to look at things. I mm-hmm. think it's not a move on. It's a keep going. Yes. Um, you know, when you lose somebody, I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't like move on as a phrase, but I think to keep going, I think some people, the reminders make that hard, but I mean, mm-hmm. it sounds like you've, you've gotten strength from that, having those reminders. I mean, just that, like you said, the idea of like walking in and just, you know, knowing, okay, he would be here or he did this here. I mean, it just sounds like that's given you, you know, that, I guess that strength to just to keep moving ahead. I mean, that's, that's wonderful. Yeah, I hear, you know, I, I read and watch and listen to so many things on grief and there are, I mean, there's no right or wrong way. And I do know that yeah. there are, there are people that the, those physical items and memories that makes them more sad or it makes it more difficult to, like you said, move forward um, or to grieve. And I respect that by all means, you know, I can't. I can't imagine that perspective and I'm sure they can't imagine the, the wanting to have those memories, their perspective, but I think it's just allowing yourself to grieve and to know how, um, or what you need to be at peace. Um, so if people need to get rid of their clothes or they need to move to a different home, I mean, that's, that's all okay. Or if you need to leave the clothes in the same spot and, you know, keep everything exactly the same, that's okay too. Cause you really just have to do what you have to do to be able to get to the next day or the next minute or the next second, just to be able to move forward. Like you said, because it is, it is about just one foot or one inch you know, you just have to find what will help you move forward and do that no matter what it is. I I completely agree. And you, you know, you, you touched on something that I've, I've thought and vocalized so many times before, which is that I, I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do it. Um, I think there are certainly ways that are healthier than others. Sure. You know, but, uh, you know, to say that there's a right or wrong way, I don't, you know, I, I don't say how you could, I mean, you know, and if, again, if you, if having the, the reminders there, if that gives you that, like that kind of motivation, like an, okay, all right, that's, that's what I needed to get me through. Like you said, the next day or minute or second, I, I think that that's so important. And, you know, I, I will say this, I am just, I applaud the, the, the effort you put into, to going through that process and, the strength. And I'm, I'm also sure that it's not, not every day is like that. I know that it's not, um, I know personally I have moments where, you know, grief will pop up in just unexpected times. And, you know, like I'm at the grocery store and I see a, I see something that reminds me of, uh, one of my grandparents. It's like, okay, cool. We're doing this today. Mm -hmm. I, um, thought we were going to have a good day, but I guess we're going to, we're going to feel bad for a little bit. Um, and you know, that, that gets better with time, but, the work you've put into to finding that healthy avenue and that, that, that focus is commendable. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I had to just tell, I don't like being sad or, you know, just kind of down in the dumps. I'm not naturally just a sad person. Um, and to have to feel that way all the time, I just did not, I said, no, I've got to find a way out of that. Now it still comes, you know, I mean, just a couple of nights ago, I cried to my sister on, on the phone for like an hour, just because I, I just miss my husband so much, you know, it's still there. You just, you miss them so incredibly much. And the, the pain of the grief is like, it's actually like a physical pain. I can't even describe it. Like it just hurts so bad, but I think it's a decision that you have to make to just say, this won't take me out forever. I can, it can take me out for a minute, you know, like I'm going to sit here and I'm going to cry. I might cry all day today, but tomorrow I'm going to try to do a little bit more, or I am going to sit in my car before I go in the house and I'm going to cry and maybe yell a little, but then when I go in, then I'm going to try to be the best mom that I can. So I think it's about giving yourself space 
to have that time to grieve and not putting too much pressure on yourself too. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds like, you know, you allow yourself to, to feel your feelings and not just uh, ignore them or try to ignore them. That is 100% right. I literally, I know people would be like, oh my God, I literally schedule grief time. Like I'm not even kidding. There are some times where I can't grieve. I'm like, no, I'm on a phone call or I have to deal with this, this customer issue, or I've got to talk to this, these staff members, or I have to make a pizza. I cannot be crying while I'm doing that because I have to be professional and I have a business to run. But come nighttime, when I am done, I literally can tell my children, hey guys, I'm gonna go spend time with dad. And that's when they know that that's my grief time. Now, clearly there are other times where I just have my own cry just whenever, but I think it's scheduling that time, knowing that, hey, I'm gonna have some time to just spend thinking about whatever I wanna think about and I can grieve and cry, do whatever I need to do. I think that helps me to be able to stay focused for the rest of the day. That, that, that is such a, I've not heard that approach yet. I mean, the, the idea of scheduling the time, but I mean, <laughs> but I mean, I, I, it makes sense to me. They're hearing that, that, you know, it's almost like it's compartmentalization, you know, to understand that, okay, it's, it's not invalidating the feelings, but it's just kind of allowing yourself to say, you know, I can feel this. I just need to feel it in, whenever I'm in a, I guess, a more prepared state. I mean, and it's, it sounds like you're at a point in your grief journey where, I mean, you've, you know, you've learned a lot about it and about yourself. And now let me, you, you mentioned that your children, that they understand that whenever, you know, you need that time, you know, have you, have you been able to allow them that same kind of space or have they had that, have they had the, a similar kind of understanding of it? Yeah, so for them, I've always asked them, hey, do you need time? They do go to counseling. We do go to grief counseling. They all have their own counselor, and I have mine. I actually have two. Um, but they they have not. They grieve in their own ways. They don't necessarily need time alone. Um, for them, it's definitely like time together. They, they absolutely see me cry um, and I don't try to hide it. I just process it better, I guess, um, just having some alone time. For them, they like to talk or draw pictures because um, my little girl, she'll draw about it or write about it. Or um, she would actually call me from school. Her teachers would be so fantastic. If she was feeling sad, they would let her call me and talk to me. Um, Whereas my son, Luciano, he likes to tell me the lessons that his dad would teach him. Well, dad yeah. would say this or dad did that. You know, I can tell when they're in their feels about him because they'll be a, a big part of the conversation. Or my son, Gregorio, they, they were best of buds. And he would just talk about how him and dad would go here or go there. You know, he would talk more about the memories. Um, yeah. So they would do, they would grieve in their own ways, but I always, absolutely, when I know that that's what they're feeling, I don't care what I'm doing, I stop and I listen to them and just try to give them a sounding board or just listening ears. I mean, that validation is, is important, especially, you know, I, you know, as a, as a parent myself, I, you know, I, I try to understand and I've, and thankfully, you know, she's not to that degree dealt with it. You know, she's, mm -hmm. you know, she's lost grandparents. I mean, and she understands what that is, but I mean, sure. A allowing them the space to grieve, I guess. And just, and also just leading by example, it sounds like has been important that, you know, it's, it's okay to, to feel these things and to try to process them. And it sounds like that's been especially helpful for, for you and for them. Absolutely. I don't ever hide it. <laughs> they probably wish that I would hide it a little bit more than I do, but I think it's important that they know that it's okay. Like mom's sad because she loved my dad or yeah. I'm sad because I miss my dad and what we could have been doing today. Like I absolutely try to make being sad about it just as important as being happy about it because it's, 
it's just allowing them, especially as young men, you know, I have two teenage yeah. sons. I don't want them to feel like they can't process those emotions or they have to keep it to themselves or anything like that. I want them to know that they can still be men and still process their grief. Like that is okay. So I do try to preach that to them and show them that it's normal. You know, don't ever feel bad for feeling sad or don't ever yeah. feel like you aren't, you know, being strong just because you need to cry. Like that's okay. I will say as um, as a grown man who's still learning those things myself, it's it's an important lesson, you know, that it's, you know, it is, there's nothing unmanly or, you know, there's nothing emasculating about, you know, feeling something and expressing that. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, again, that's, that's still something, you know, 36, I'm still learning. So right. I, <laughs> it's, you know, the, the fact that you, you know, that's, it's turning into a healthy way to understand that that's, that's, that's wonderful. Um, yeah, so, I know it's not easy for them, but, but at least they know that I'm open to it. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's, that reassurance is, you look to your parents for guidance. I mean, so, you know, to get that from you, even if it's just a nod to say like, yeah, you can feel that. I mean, mm -hmm. that that's the kind of thing that has an impact. I agree. I really do. You know, and it just reminds me, I, you know, I had two guests on once and one of the things they told me was that, you know, they, they did an entire series diving into, you know, grief and, and what grief means. And, you know, the, one of the big takeaways and it just, it made, it makes perfect sense. And you hear it and you're like, yeah, of course, but it floored me was the, the way they worded it was that just, you know, grief is just, and it's another expression of love. That's, that's really, that's what it amounts to. So, and mm -hmm. it sounds like, you know, you've all embraced that, that, you know, that grief is just that expression of love. And, you know, you, you mentioned too, they, they see the way you grieve and just see, okay, that's how much mom loved dad. You know, I, I think, I think putting forward those, I, I guess that relationship role model for your kids of, you know, it is about love and it's like, yeah, it's not always perfect. Sometimes, you know, couples argue or have to, they don't see it eye, eye to eye, but working through it and loving through it is, is key. Absolutely. And even now I still tell them, I'm like, you know, we fought over this or I'll, I'll be talking about pizza because as they're getting older, they're, they're interested on the pizza side. I'd be like, you know, this is what dad thought, but this is what I thought. You know, you don't always <laughs> see eye to eye by any means, especially when two stubborn people come together trying to run a business <laughs> together. Uh, you can only imagine. Um, but you're exactly right. I, I absolutely feel that grief is it's another expression of love because if I didn't love him so strongly, I wouldn't be grieving so strongly. Yeah. And I accept that, you know, I, even though it hurts and it's so painful, I just know it's, I'm grateful really is ultimately the word. I'm just grateful that we loved each other so much. So yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. um, let me, let me ask this too. You, you know, you mentioned that they're getting more into the pizza side now. You know, what's that been like for you, for you all, you know, part of that, you know, that dream that he, you know, he and you shared now that they get to be more of a part of that. How's that going? Yeah, well, it's very interesting to see. I, uh, as they're getting older, um, Luciano 16 and Gregorio, he's 15. Um, uh, I say that, and with my Juliana, she's eight. I say, at least I can run a crew. I can run a shift. You know, <laughs> even if everybody calls out, I can run a shift. So they, they absolutely take pride in it. And they are, they're like, okay, hey, I'm going to work tonight. Or do I work tonight? That'll be the question they ask me every morning. Do I work tonight? Yes or no, you know? And so even uh, Luciano, my 16-year-old, he's got his license recently. And he's like, oh, that's awesome. Now I can drive to work more. Like for them, they don't see it as any negative whatsoever. They're happy to be there. You know, they, their friends are there. They get to work there. It's completely normal to them. You know, my, my Gregorio, he runs the front, uh, like his dad, you know, I'm like, sometimes when we don't have a lot of people or people are on vacation, I'm like, okay, now be owner, be owner, like think like dad would, you know? And so he embodies yeah. that and he tries real hard. And then my little girl, 
she says she just can't wait to own it so she can fire people. And I said, <laughs> oh my goodness. So I said, you got a lot to learn, but they all love it in their own aspect. You know, they, they cook and they bake and it's all, not all, I mean, they love it on their own, but dad did it. Therefore I'm going to do it, yeah. you know? So they take pride in that and they love that. That's how they can share and still be a part of dad, you know? Yeah. I, I have found that, um, you know, that, and again, it's the core of this show that, you know, the, the foods that people love, you know, it's a way for us to connect to them. Uh, and, you know, I just, I think, uh, I think in your case, in your family's case, the fact that it's not just, it's, it's above food that he loved. It, it's not just that, oh, he loved to eat this, you know, on Sundays. It's still like, he loved this enough that this was the, this is what I want to do with my <laughs> life. I want to do, I mean, and, and to get mm -hmm. to just to, to be in that, I mean, it's, it is a, it's a thread that just doesn't break. And that's, that's incredible. And it's, yeah, it's that's just an incredible way to to keep his memory alive. Uh huh. I love how you said that. Yeah, he loved it enough to do it with his life, and that is absolutely true. I mean, he would literally record him pinching his pizza crust to hear it crack. <laughs> I have audio on his phone still with the video of him just being pinching because he liked to hear that crack sound. That's how he knew if it was cooked properly. So, I mean, he literally just loved every aspect of it. Just as passionate as you can be about pizza. You know, I mean, just yeah. not only was it his hobby, he, it was just in him, you know, 100%. Yeah. So he was just, he was a funny guy when it came down to all of that. So he took it to a whole different level. That's incredible. But let me ask, you know, as a, uh, as a purveyor of pizza, for any, any home cooks that are trying to make a good pizza, any tips? Dough is key. You can't have a good pizza without good dough. So definitely get you a good dough recipe. And really, depending on where you are in the country or the world, your dough is going to be different. Temperature, it depends on your altitude and how cold it is. And, you know, but find you a good recipe that you really like for dough. And then sauce. And then a good cheese. You have to have a good cheese. But sauce is key. Get some spice in there. So our style, it's it's New York style, but with Sicilian flavors. So we like okay. we like the spicy side of it all. So find what you like, but definitely dough, sauce, cheese. That's your three main ingredients. Those, if you get those right, you'll have an excellent pizza. That's that's perfect. That's exactly that's helpful. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, we had pizza for dinner and like now I'm craving it again. So Yes. Uh-huh. We'll be we'll be eating pizza again soon. <laughs> Can't go wrong. It's always the right choice. It's COVID proof and recession proof. You will always be successful in a pizzeria. <laughs> Honestly, you know, that really makes sense. I mean, cause I don't know if because you know, pizza is one of those things that I think it's pizza and chocolate when if somebody tells you that they don't like pizza or they don't like chocolate you, i immediately look at them suspiciously yeah like who are you <laughs> yeah like, where'd you it, come from if somebody says i don't like pizzas like i'm looking at you like an alien like you must have just landed on earth mm -hmm. that is the most universal food that there is it is absolutely it is the perfect food Yes, because even if you're non-dairy, you can do different things to it, you know, or yeah. even if you're gluten, you can have a gluten-free crust or different sauces. It's, I believe that it's just a personal preference. You can personalize pizza any way you want, and it's still pizza, and it brings families together. I mean, you share pizza. So for us, that's important. That's, you know, you're right. Because, I mean, you know, we, uh, you know, we, my wife and I talked about this whenever she was pregnant, like, oh, you know, we can't wait to do like pizza night. Nobody says like, oh, I can't wait for meatloaf night or I can't wait for casserole yes. night. pizza night. That's exactly right. We used to have uh, pizza night every Friday night. Um, we called it Pika, like P-I-C-A, because that's what our children could say. They couldn't say pizza. <laughs> uh, so we, we modified it. But even all those years ago, we, we had pizza night every Friday night. Um, so it's, I mean, it's been part of our culture forever, you know, as far as, yeah. uh, and even when I was a child, you know, going back. So 
open-end pizzeria just made sense for us. It was just, okay, yeah, let's do it. You know, so we were crazy. It's not the easiest thing in the world, but we did it. So we followed through, right? Yeah. I mean, I think the thing I'm hearing is that La Palma's Pizzeria is 100% a, it's a love letter to, to family, to, to a spouse, to pizza itself. It's a love letter. It is. Um, we call it a slice of happiness and it smells like love. We even rub what we call love. It's our garlic butter um, that we make in house on our crust. And it's literally called loving the pizza. So when we train our pizza, our, our employees, we say, this is how you love the crust. So it is literally made with love. It is deemed La Poma love. And um, absolutely. You walk in, you're greeted with just happy people that want to see you and want to make a wonderful pizza for you. Um, just because of the values that my husband brought to it. You know, he wanted it to be the neighborhood pizzeria, of course I did too, but it was definitely a labor of love um, with the best that we could personally give and the best ingredients that we can buy. So for us, absolutely love all the way around. I, I'm going to, you've, you've got me sold. I'm going to have to make the trip down from North Carolina to, to get pizza. <laughs> I, I, I don't know when, but you will see me in there. Oh, I cannot wait. That'll be so much fun. I'll give you a, a good kitchen tour. That, that would be amazing. <laughs> I will take you up on that. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll do it. Well, Carrie, I thank you so much for coming on and, and talking with me, um, sharing your story, your family story, your husband's story. I mean, you know, it, I, I appreciate you sharing it, but I mean, the, the love at the center of it, the, you know, the, the focus that you've put on healing and, and grieving, I, um, yeah, I, I just, I appreciate it. And I, uh, I, th I know that the audience will get something out of it as well. Um, before, before I have you go though, I do want to, there's always two questions at the end here. Um, so the first one, and I'd like to know just if you had a chance to have one more meal with him what would you want it to be? What would, you know, what would you want it to be and who's there, you know, just anything like that. Absolutely. When you, when you say that it, two things come to mind, we, we had two things. He loved his peanut butter sandwiches. I didn't mention that earlier, but we would sit on the couch and watch our show and eat together. You know, we, we weren't always traditional sitting at the table. So yeah. we would eat our sandwiches um, and just watch TV. So that would be one thing because that was just our norm. Or we would have our whole family together and we would eat at Olive Garden. Um, I'll probably get some Italian backlash from this, uh, but I don't care. I don't care. We've been doing Olive Garden since. It was our first date and we never stopped. We did it every week. Um, but however, I've not been able to go back since he's passed. Um, cause that was, that was our thing, you know, but we always had the kids there. Um, whenever we went back home, the two oldest Antonio and Giovanni, they would come with us. His dad would come with us and his sister. So it was very much, uh, anytime we went back home to Mississippi, we would all go there. And then every Sunday up here in Georgia, uh, that's where we were. So I would definitely choose those two places, Olive Garden. And then our living room recliners, we would share our meal there. I love it. Can you, um, is there anything you'd like to, I know we've talked about your, the restaurants, but I'd love to have you just promote, you know, where, you know, where people can find out more about your restaurants, um, about you, if there's anything you want to promote. Yeah, absolutely. So it's lapomaspizza.com. Um, we're small still physically, uh, but in dreams, we're very large. So all we can do is ask if if you come by our area, stop in, say that you've heard about us. We'd love to meet you. Um, so we're always open. You know, we love to meet our customers and and talk. And we're trying to get a food more food trucks out. Um, so we we want it to we want it to be big one day. So yeah, just lapomaspizza.com and. Then for all the widows out there, I do want to just say this, that it's not that it gets better, 
and I don't even, I don't even say if it gets easier, but find what you can do that makes you happy, that can connect you to him. And I guarantee that will help you. That would just be the one, if I could promote anything is just find something that can give you a little spark of joy and build off of that to be able to get you healing. Carrie, thank you so much. Thank you, Andrew. I really appreciate um, you asking me to do this with all my heart. I, and I am, I appreciate you, you being willing to come on and share. I, I think your story is, to Matthew's point, is incredible. You are clearly an incredible person and your entire family. I'm just, thank you. Thank you so much. It's been an honor. The honor's been all mine. Thank you again to Carrie for joining me today and sharing the story of her family. You can learn more about Carrie and her restaurants at lapalmaspizza.com. I'll make sure to put that in the show notes. I do encourage you, if you are anywhere in the Atlanta area, or even just kind of within driving distance, go check it out. I fully plan to make a trek there to try it myself. You can also subscribe to Our Last Mill wherever you're listening, and I would appreciate it if you did. Uh, If you could also take the time to rate and review so that other people can find the podcast, um, I'd consider that a personal favor, and I know you won't. You can also share it with other people, friends or family, strangers, people you hate, whoever, just anyone you think may benefit from listening. Uh, Or if you ever want to come on the show yourself and share your story of love, loss, and food, please do so. You can reach out to me on social media at rlastmillpod. You can go to rlastmill.com or click on any of the links in the show notes to reach out to me that way, through DMs, through emails, whatever works. I hope you enjoy the show. We'll see you in a couple weeks. And in the meantime, please go take care of yourselves. Go share a meal with someone you care about, preferably a pizza.